Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, right here on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, that's Farah and Farah. Visit them on their website statewide. That's fairandfarah.com. One of my favorites, you see him on the Fox Business Network. He's been with me on my radio show for the, oh, the last 10 plus years. One of, and I literally mean this, one of my favorite guests. He is the president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance out of Washington, D.C., our good friend David Williams. And of course, uh, you guys covered a lot when it comes to a lot of the spending issues that's taken place. There's a lot I want to get to. It is Christmas right now for the Democrats. They're talking about minimum wage, unemployment extension benefits out till September, $2,000 a month. Let's get into it. Here's one of the clips out there. Here is the latest on the economy and what's going to take place for 2020. The U.S. economy in 2020 contracted at its sharpest. And the reason why I say 2020, I want to get to what's going to happen. Folks, for those of you just tuning in, the fourth quarter had a 4% GDP growth rate, but overall... Guess what? 2020 was the worst since that of the Great Depression. Here's the clip. The U.S. economy in 2020 contracted at its sharpest pace since World War II. As the COVID-19 pandemic ravaged businesses like restaurants and airlines, throwing millions of Americans out of work. A report from the Commerce Department showed the economy contracted 3.5% in 2020, the worst performance since 1946, and the first annual decline in GDP since the Great Recession. That is from uh, thehill.com. It is, it's bad numbers out there. Of course, I always, you know, to, to a lot of my Trump friends, which, you know, uh, there's a lot of things I like. David, uh, I want to get into the, uh, to the stimulus, but when 25 million people have lost their jobs, the worst recession since that of the Great Depression, they're going to take it out on somebody. And I think a lot of voters took it out on Trump, whether they, and I don't believe he was the cause for COVID, but it's like John McCain. They took it out on George W. Bush. They took it out on John McCain in the 2008 election. Now, I wanted to get to that clip because now this is a segue for the Democrats. They run the White House. They own the U.S. Senate. They own the U.S. House out there. Here is some of the latest conversation about $2,000 a month for those of you that need stimulus money. Here we go. How does an extra $2,000 a month sound? That's what Americans would get under a new proposal. A $2,000 monthly payment continuing until unemployment goes back to pre-coronavirus levels. And yes, dependents still yield a $500 monthly benefit. Now, if you're 16 and over to get a $2,000 a month check, David, it is all over the map. Republicans, I know I'm setting up a lot. Republicans have now said instead of 1.9, let's do 600 billion. Uh, is this going to be a compromise? I'm convinced that it may go up a little higher than 1.9 if the Democrats get their way. So there's a lot to unpack here. And yes, <laughs> yeah. 2020 was an awful year for in, in a lot of ways, right? Economically, we saw that, you know, we're going to see a decline in GDP. But, you know, let's keep this in perspective. I mean, we saw massive unemployment at the beginning and mid, you know, last year. So for the economy to rebound is is pretty stunning to see this rebound. And here's the problem is Congress is going to overcorrect. They do this all the time. And we've already passed, you know, multiple bills to deal with the this relief and with COVID. And now they want another $1.9 trillion. What about the money that's already out there? We yeah. don't know what money hasn't been spent yet. So why don't we get a handle on that before we spend, you know, 
1.9 trillion or really any more money. And really what's happening now is that politicians are being politicians. They like to spend money. They like to spend taxpayer money. So they're going to have a whole laundry list of things that they want to spend money on. And $2,000 a month, this is going to disincentivize people to, to go back to work because if you get unemployment and you get $2,000 a month, there is no reason to go back to work. David, let's get let's break some of it down. Let's do it like, as we say, a rapid fire. Um, the Democrats want to include a $15 an hour minimum wage. And for the audience out there, let's set this up. They're talking about the first stimulus, and then they're talking about another stimulus. So let's, let's fly this around. Uh, will this pass in February or March? What's the story? What do you hear? So it's probably going to happen in February, towards the end of February. They're already talking about the, the schedule on the floor of the House and the Senate. And it looks like it's going to be done through budget reconciliation. Which means you only need 50 votes. Right. We only need 50 votes in the uh, in the Senate. So this is very problematic, especially if you have a $15 an hour minimum wage, which would destroy small business. Let's be clear. $15 an hour sounds fantastic, but it shouldn't be mandated by government. Because, first of all, you have differences in the country of right. you know, Alabama versus New York City. $15 an hour means two very different things to people in those two states. All right, so let's fly through this because i got a lot I want to cover here with you in the few minutes that we have. Uh, will this sell, I mean, will they pass the 1.9, they don't need any Republicans, but does Joe Manchin and a couple others that may be up for re-election, does this where they're going to have to negotiate down? What do you think? Cost they're going to have to negotiate down because you have Joe Manchin and you have Kristen Cinema from Arizona. These are two moderate Democrats that will probably negotiate this down. But, you know, what's funny is we're going to have a counterbalance with the Republicans. Someone like Susan Collins, who is a liberal Republican, might cancel out a, a you know a Joe Manchin vote. But right. I think that the $1.9 trillion is a, is a no-go for a lot of senators. Okay, no-go. So you, okay, real quick, you believe the cost, the, the budget will come, I mean, excuse me, the stimulus proposal will come down. Okay, because the big, the, the, is the big thing inside this going to be the $350 billion to the states? I think it is. I think that's a major sticking point because we are starting to see states coming out of this pandemic and revenues are increasing. Uh, you know, Maryland, just next door to D.C., is saying that their budget situation isn't as bad as they thought it was. And I've seen other states where revenues haven't been increasing the last few months. So if Congress looks at the facts and the numbers, which hopefully they do, you know, this could really be a roadblock to get, you know, $350 billion to the state. Okay, and, let's, and again, Ed, this is rewarding states that correct. aren't financially sound, like Illinois, California. Right. So we don't want to bail out states that, you know, were having troubles when Corona was just a beer. Ah. I mean, this is you know, a problem we've had for a long time in these states is fiscal mismanagement. So let's fly through this. Do you believe a $15 an hour minimum wage? I, th I think it could pass because they're going to set it up where it's going to increase over the amount of time, which Florida did over the next five years. Do you think it passes? I don't. I, I really, really think it's a no-go. Uh, and I think that there might be some moderate Democrats in the House that, can, that are going to object to this. And I really don't see it getting through the Senate at this point. I mean, this is, I think, one of those poison pills that really will, you know, may sink the whole package. Okay, so now the, the Republicans are talking about $600 billion. Goodness gracious almighty, they've been born to get hard on conservatism, you would think. Then you've got a, let's just say $2 trillion. Um, you're going to meet in the middle. Where, you, I know it's first of February. Where do you think this goes right now? What do you think the amount will be? Probably approaches a probably approaches a trillion dollars. I think that's what we're going to see. And there's going to be another stimulus, to, won't there? Yeah, there there will be. There will be. And if not for just the reason of passing another stimulus, so they can say that they did something. And there's going to be a check. I mean, because checks are fun. 
right? Giving money to people is a lot of fun. So there is going to be a check and probably an extension of unemployment. Here's the problem. I mean, a lot of problems. But when is the pandemic over? Like, when do we Great know? Point. I mean, it's, it's going to be an arbitrary point where they say the pandemic is over. What unemployment you know, level is it over? Is it when, you know, March 1st of last year? I don't know. That's the problem. There's the metrics and it's going to be subjective. When we come back for the audience, uh, you know, my my life as a former economics reporter and editor, I want to talk a little m- micro. I want to make it sexy to the audience macro. I'll talk a little micro of the good and bad. Yes, there's a short-term good for all this stimulus, but overall, it's not that great. David Williams from the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. And, of course, we're going to do more of this on the other side. Remember, Florida Daily TV right here on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's FarrahandFarrah.com. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. It's another edition of Florida Daily TV right here on FloridaDaily.com. I'm your host, publisher, Ed Dean. For all the latest news on politics, business, and the biggest political publication in the state of Florida, go to FloridaDaily.com. This is Florida Daily TV brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Go to FarahandFarah.com. Lawyers you can trust, that's Farah and Farah. David Williams is back with us here. David, um, we hear a lot about, okay, and let's be honest, we're not advocating this. I've had to correct because sometimes some of the listeners on my morning show. And did I hear you endorse stimulus? No, no, no. We have just said in a short term, like the Obama stimulus did, it will put money into an economy. For the short term, things will turn around. But for the long term, they're talking a couple of years down the road, we're looking at inflation. The micro here, not to over talk the audience that's pay, paying attention, where does the inflation come in? Please explain it to the audience. So when you inject <coughs> this amount of money into an economy, and really artificially, I mean, that's what the government is doing. In other words, there's nothing to back it up. Right. There's nothing to back it up. And the government is just putting a lot of money into the system. And the problem is that they want to do it quickly. So there's no oversight. Because if you take your time and you do the oversight, it takes six, eight, 10 months. Well, guess what? It has no you know, economic effect on, on the country and on the economy. So they have to put it in quickly, which means it's going to be wasted. I mean, we saw last year what $1 billion went to dead people uh, through That's the IRS right. through these checks. So, so tell so tell everybody in English, and I'm not saying you don't, where does the inflation, how does that come around? So it comes around because, again, there's just more money into the economy and prices are going to be artificially inflated uh, because we're propping up the economy. The government is. See, this isn't the, the free market. This is the <coughs> private sector that's propping up uh, the economy. It's government injecting this cash. It has to come from somewhere. Right, this David. It has to come from somewhere. David, let me, let me paint a little bit of picture, and you correct me where I'm wrong here. Um... When we talk about the economy moving forward, we want to go down the more pure way of free market economics, okay? The government's always going to be involved, unfortunately, so you try to kind of have more of a, of a free market. The inflation by the free market, we have no problem with because, let's say, the economy's doing well. People can sit back and go, well, hey, I can get away and raise prices. That's a little bit of inflation. We don't have a problem with that. It's the government 
artificially inflating it when it doesn't do based on the marketplace. So they drive up the cost on goods. Let's say they pass a bill, a little, a little bit of infrastructure inside this. And again, they haven't accumulated the cost. What about other goods and services that may take place? The marketplace doing it is fine for it to happen. For example, if you want the minimum wage to go up, let Target, let Lowe's, Home Depot, let them do it instead of the government forcing you. Is that kind of a better analysis? No, it is. And look at student loans is that the federal government has been involved in student loans for so long that it's now fifty, $60,000 a year for education because the government has driven up the price of that. It hasn't been – your educations aren't getting that much better. It's just there's almost an unlimited supply of money. And when you talk about you know forgiving these student loans, that's going to have an even greater inflationary pressure on uh, student loans and the cost of education. So we've seen that already. I mean, we've seen it over the past 20, 30 years with student loans, and it's happening now. And Wall Street loves bailouts. Yes. They love their own bailout, but they love a bailout of the economy. I mean, you've seen this over the past several months where they're talking about a $2 trillion stimulus bill, and Wall Street lights up. I mean, their eyes light up because they know that this is going to help – well air quotes, help the economy. Yeah, let me play for you a clip. Here is uh, Joe Biden signing an executive order, President Biden, on the issue dealing with Obamacare. Restoring the Affordable Care Act and restoring the Medicaid to the way it was before Trump became president, which by fiat, he changed, made more inaccessible. So what what they're talking about is, is to allow the open enrollment to remain longer. Now, that does sound good, but the Trump administration, previous administration, didn't like it because people would jump on, jump off, jump on, jump off. That's the only really thing about Obamacare. Have we, has anybody done the final, have we done the analysis of how much Obamacare is really costing businesses out there? So that's, that's the thing is that we really haven't seen the numbers. I mean, back in 2009 and 2010, we were talking about, you know, a trillion dollars uh, a year for Obamacare. And I want you to notice something about that comment by Joe Biden is that this is the first step in the process to bring back the individual mandate and all of these taxes associated with it. And remember, he said no one under $400,000 a year is going to get a tax increase. If the individual mandate comes back, guess what? That's a tax increase for people making a lot less than 400 grand a year. But this is a slow process that he wants to bring back Obamacare, but also put it on steroids and have a public option. I would not be surprised if we saw by September or October a public option offered by the White House and taken up by Congress. So they're going to incrementally try to go down that road of Medicare for all. This is going to be, uh, hey, by the way, I was going to ask you on the radio show. um, Now we're on the Florida Daily TV. When is the honeymoon end for Biden? And, you know, to me, it's listen, I keep telling my conservative friends, stop talking. The economy, I think, is going to do well this year, not because of all the government spending. That will help. But the vaccine rollout, we've got a big article at FloridaDaily.com where we have the hotel industry here in Florida saying we see bookings coming up because of the vaccine. People get more confident. I think the economy is going to do quite well this year. It's the other outlining couple of years out there. Um, So I've expected, but it it does... I think the liberal left's going to give him a longer honeymoon. What do you think? Oh my gosh, it's going to be a three, four year honeymoon from the, from the far left. We're talking on the far left because anything's better than Trump, right? I mean, they're going to keep on comparing themselves to well, at least we don't have to wake up to tweets. Uh, it doesn't matter if he you know missteps or doesn't say something the right way. It's not Trump, and that's why you know, you've already seen this: is that you have his press secretary Jen Psaki who can't answer questions, and the press doesn't care. 
I mean, there is no outrage as to what the you know forty executive <coughs> orders in the first few weeks. Yeah. Trump had one. His you know his first week. Yeah, I'm office. still waiting. I'm still waiting for. I'm still waiting for the answer about the BLM protest still going on. Yeah, I mean, but we're not going to hear about that. We're not going to hear. about I mean, we remember the images of CNN being broken into and yeah, you know, set on fire, but. No one talks about that. I mean, we don't. And that's why the honeymoon is going to be a really nice one for Biden. David Williams, go take a look at what he does at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. It's good to have him on. And uh, David, I always enjoy. This is going to be great over the next few weeks. And you come on routinely, routinely with us. And I'm glad you did it again. Good to have you on. Thanks, man. All right. This edition of Florida Daily TV brought to you by FarahandFarah.com, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, that's FarahandFarah.com. This has been another edition of Florida Daily TV right here on FloridaDaily.com. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farah and Farah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.